From SLB Radio in Pittsburgh, Youth Express, the nation's first 24-7 radio station devoted to youth writing, music, and conversation. I don't know why some people look down on people who either give up on college or never go in the first place. There are people that just hate you because of your race or ethnicity, but we are definitely making progress. She's hungry for everything, the life within, trying to find her way around again. Looking and searching is what she's doing. So I followed my brother down to the riverbank, and we donned our skates. While Lev hurried, I tarried. While Lev trudged through the slush, I caught a flake on my tongue. My parents are from Bhutan. They migrate to Nepal, and I born there, and I moved here in the U.S. So it's a long journey to get here. On today's episode, songs written and performed by Pittsburgh-area youth. But first... Grace Boyer, a junior at the Ellis School, with the documentary on Carnegie Library of Pittsburgh. This feature was produced as a prototype for an upcoming series called Radcast, showcasing more than 100 organizations whose work is supported by the Allegheny Regional Asset District. Our mission is to engage our community in literacy and learning, and I think it's that engagement piece that's really probably our strongest asset. So people think about us for books, but really it's the people-to-people connection that I think is what we contribute to the fabric of our community. That's Mary Frances Cooper, President and Director of Carnegie Libraries of Pittsburgh. My name is Grace Boyer, and I'm a Youth Express intern. I had the opportunity to learn more about the unique amenities my city has to offer and really examine my library's role in fostering a diverse urban community. A 2016 survey conducted by the Institute of Museum and Library Services found that libraries have more than 171 million users making use of them. With so many patrons, I wondered, what is it that makes a library so appealing? And how does it promote a tight-knit community? What is it that makes Carnegie Libraries in particular so likable and inviting? Just the idea of having been here and been in this building in Oakland as long as we have, it is part of the fabric of this community. It's something that people treasure and value. If you come to the library in Oakland and you go up to the second floor, you take the marble staircase, you can feel the indentations of people's feet that have climbed up through the years, and you just really feel like you're walking in footsteps of everybody who ever lived in Pittsburgh. I think everyone values and everyone treasures that knowledge that this is a place that has been here. Although the perception of what libraries remains is just a place with books, libraries have really evolved over the years as a place to foster community and engage with people of all sorts of ages and backgrounds. Cooper also gave me a taste of some of the services Carnegie Library provides. We offer a lot of different programs from the toddlers then up through out-of-school learning, great programs for teens. We have job searching programs for adults. We have book discussion groups. We have programs people learn coding at the library. Volunteer opportunities, because a lot of people in our community really do love the library and they want to give back. Among the numerous free services that Carnegie Library offers, really anything between language classes or small business guidance, CLP's Library for the Blind really resonated with me. In short, the Library for the Blind is a network of the Library of Congress National Library Service, which provides resources for visually impaired patrons. A few of their items include Braille, large print books, and magazines, as well as audio-described DVDs. 
So I think that this is not only a really intriguing library in terms of the resources and services, but it's so significant because 21st media often neglects people with special needs. And therefore, it's critical that we make literature and music and all other media accessible to them. After my meeting with Cooper, I interviewed a couple of library patrons to get the scoop on what they thought of CLP and what makes their visit enjoyable. Many of my interviewees mentioned the local people-to-local people connection. And if you even touched on the stare indentations that Mary Frances Cooper mentioned earlier. I feel the sense of all the people who have come here before, and then it's a place where I can find resources for myself, and it was a place when my children were young that we definitely frequented. It's definitely more reliable, like the books, than all the websites. Websites are like, they can be iffy. Books are more like backed up and have like more strong information. Why is it that I go to the library is to get information on topics for like projects mostly and also just like to read out history because that's one of my top topics. Carnegie Library's founder, Andrew Carnegie, is widely known for his steel monopoly in the late 19th century, which made him one of the wealthiest men in the world when he retired. His later life engagement in philanthropy helped color how history remembers him and dilate his responsibility in several environmental complications. Carnegie once said, Surplus wealth is a sacred trust in which its possessor is bound to administer in his lifetime for the good of the community. Carnegie grew up in poverty, and so he must have felt a responsibility to try and provide an equal opportunity for the people to learn. And this carries out today. Carnegie libraries play a great part in leveling the playing field. One thing that I would say is East Liberty is our home branch, but the main library is just such a beautiful building and just such a picturesque building. We're so glad that it exists in Pittsburgh and it's a favorite spot for our family to go. For Youth Express, this is Grace Boyer. Now, Hallie Suffering, a sophomore at Winchester Thurston School, with her song entitled Rain.
On our last segment, performers Sonny the Kid and Neve share their original song called Black America. To be black in America is unparalleled to anything else. From the depths of perpetuated racism and oppression, we are taught to hate ourselves. To dim our light in fear of outshining others, lessons of inadequacy are instilled in our generations, not because we aren't great in every right, but because the risk of our success outweighs the end of systematically fueled oppression. Just watch, cause I feel like I'ma make a change So I ain't doing all this rap 
before the fame. I aim to eradicate the poverty. Come again, you were expecting an apology. Access tonight, it's not my fault that I'm a prodigy. Hey, yo, somebody tell them Trump supporters not to bother me And them cops not to follow me That's the policy And one day we will reach equality Wow, man Black America, black, black America Black America, black, black Americans We're historians and we're glorious Black America, black, black America Black America, black, black America Black America, black, black Americans We're historians and we're glorious for tuning in to this week's episode of Youth Express. Youth Express is made possible with support from the Henry L. Hillman Foundation, the Pittsburgh Penguins Foundation, and the 33 Foundation, and was produced by SLB Radio Productions. Learn more at youthexpress.org. Youth Express. Catch the future.